Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about double standards. So it should be a fun episode today discussing what double standards are, uh, why we even have double standards, and uh, I'm just curious to get my co-host's feedback on uh, what some of his thoughts are on these double standards. And we'll see. I don't know if we're going to come up... uh, you know, come up with a solution how to handle double standards, but uh, hopefully by us getting this out in the airwaves, uh, some folks will be a little bit more aware of some of these double standards and maybe do them less or, uh, or you know, make some necessary adjustments for some of these double standards. So if you're looking for some ways to, uh, you know, be a little bit more self-aware and hopefully not, uh, you know, put anybody under some double standards, this is the episode for you. So I am joined by my good buddy and my co-host, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hi, Chad. As a man, I love double standards. Um, and obviously, we're not going to solve anything here. There's not That's even true. a chance of that happening. Have we solved anything ever? Uh, you keep Other saying than that. Untranslatables, no. You're right. You seem, you seem hopeful, but I don't know what makes you think we'd solve that. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I love double standards as a male. That's uh, Double standards are great. And I don't see anything wrong with them at all. I don't know why. <laughs> Double standards actually sort of a negative term, and I don't like that. I think it's giving it the wrong term. It should be more like standard. I think it should be <laughs> the, the, the standard or, yeah. or what? <laughs> yeah. I think that should be the term, the standard. The standard? Okay. Uh, I forgot to ask you beforehand. Do you have any sort of something you want to read to me or something? I, I well, I want to talk to you about something because I, okay. I came across this article online. I'm not. I'm too old, Jared, to be on TikTok. Well, mm. my older sister's on TikTok, so maybe I'm not too old. But anyways, I never got on the TikTok bandwagon. But there was a viral TikTok uh, that I heard about the other day about this guy who was at Starbucks, and I want mm. to get your thoughts on this, Jared. So imagine this. Let me paint the picture for you and the listeners. Right. So. You're, you're in the drive-thru uh, in Starbucks, and if we're in America, you're probably in, you know, your pickup truck or your SUV, and you're sitting there, you know, waiting to pick up your Starbucks, and then the cashier tells you, oh, by the way, the person in front of you in line actually paid for your drink. Would you like to pay for the person behind you? And uh, apparently this uh, person on TikTok, and their TikTok handle, Jared, is I'm blessed 55 uh, which I think is a pretty funny TikTok handle. They were like, uh, they were like, no, I don't want to pay it forward because the person behind them, Jared, ordered forty six dollars worth of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, like I get the gesture, like, yes, it's kind to pay for somebody else's like drink or meal or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like there's so many better ways you could contribute your money. Like, the people who were in line, they were going to pay anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not really making that big of an impact. <clears throat> it's kind of like the people that, like, clap on an airplane or something. Like, <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> like, it's the same yes. crowd. Yeah, I mean, I've never experienced that. Granted, I don't go through to Starbucks unless I'm on, like, a road trip or something. I don't have a problem with it, per se. Because it's, like, it's not like it's not like they're deciding between, like, this or giving to the ASPCA commercials, the Arms of an Angel commercials, on tv but um yeah no i don't think there's anything wrong with breaking that chain also the person behind you is never gonna know like it's not like it's not like you're ruining their day 
They're, that they, would be that would be so funny, Jared. Can you imagine? You pull up, and then like the you know the barista at Starbucks is like, "Sorry, yeah. sorry, sir, ma'am, you're gonna have to pay for yours because the person in front of you wasn't nice enough to pay it forward." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I would be? I'd be like, "No, actually, no, I, I'm not gonna pay for theirs. Thanks for my free drink." And also, now that I think of it, let them know that I'm not paying for them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's how I want to pay it forward. Tell them to pay for their own expensive shit and stop getting all the... Dude, I went to Starbucks on my way home from uh, Louisiana, and I I just get black coffee or espresso, but I got black coffee this time. And uh, I got the person's some wrong drink, and it was some sweet shit. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nice, actually. (laughs) Uh, but I can't be I, drinking I, those foo-foo drinks, Jared. The only thing the I was concerned about, the only thing I, it was still a warm drink, which is good. The only thing I was concerned about was like I needed at least it. I, like I, I didn't really have a problem with it being one of the what do you call it? What, what was what did you call it? A foo-foo drink? I didn't have a problem with it being a foo-foo drink. I just needed at least a semblance of coffee and caffeine in there. Sure, and there was. So I'm like, all right, this is fine. I'll take this foo-foo drink. Uh, but I, then I thought someone is going to be very disappointed. It's a lot worse to go, in my opinion, personally, I guess I should say, from just like a black coffee to like some sort of foo-foo coffee, which is still coffee-based, but, you know, it's got some shit in it, which I would usually never get, but it's not like it tastes bad, I guess. It's just sugary. Versus going from, ooh, I'm going to get some sugary shit to get in some black coffee. That's (laughs) That's true. That's a way worse move. That is true. Um, So, because it's like, I'm getting like surprise dessert, the other person's getting like vegetables, right? Um, so yeah, I don't know. Sucks yeah, for I them. just I could I could not believe that though. Like, also who who expects you to pay like forty? Like the fact that even the waitress asked, like, or the probably they probably have to. But I just find that so funny. Like, I can't imagine like pulling up to like a Starbucks and them being like, yeah, so we're doing a pay it forward, I guess. And the person behind you ordered like fifty bucks worth of shit, and I'd be like. The fuck you think I'm paying it forward? I'm not paying yeah. anything forward. I mean, I'm so emotionally dead. I don't even understand the enjoyment of doing the being the first person to initiate the pay it forward. Right. I, what's I don't what's I don't why you, uh, how does that make you feel better? It's like right. I, I don't know. And then what do you? I also need to look at the vehicle behind me because mm-hmm. if the vehicle behind me is like a 2021 Range Rover, and uh, no, no. Right. You, how about you pay it backwards? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's like no, no. Maybe it's just because I, I live. May maybe I live in a privileged area where you see a lot of those sort of cars going into the drive-through. But I'm like, nothing. I'm, I've, I've never really been in this. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand how that brings you any sort of joy or satisfaction emotionally. But I can also admit that I emotionally have not not a lot going on internally. I'm working on that. And and so they might be onto something. Maybe I should try it out and that could jumpstart right. my uh my emotional uh are you are, part are of my you kind of like the Grinch Jared where like you do that one thing and then your heart grows like up to a normal size or some shit? Yeah. Once I once I do something <laughs> finally that is nice and brings great emotional pain uh not pain great emotional <laughs> feeling to me see how my, you're wired jared yeah <laughs> my did. heart will grow six million times until it explodes and i die there you go because well, in reality that's what would have happened if i mean because that's what happened in the grinch his heart grew like a bunch of times yep. and that'll i hope is exactly what happens to me i die happy and on top having fulfilled some sort of emotional request that i've been sending to my brain for years so yeah right it's a fine okay. way to go i'm okay with that 
So one thing I wanted to talk to you about this, though, Jared, is I wanted to talk about things that like I would much rather do instead of paying it forward. And the first one that came to my mind, Jared, was just tip the damn baristas more money. Like the like I said earlier, like the person behind you is already it's not like they showed they rolled up to Starbucks and they're like, well, yeah, I really hope the person in front of me pays for my drink because I don't have enough money for it. Right. So like right off the jump. Mm-hmm. OK, that's your number one. Tip yeah. the bar- that's good. They have those little things. It's probably do they they don't really have tip jars, though, in the drive. They do they? I don't know. I haven't been through a drive through in a while. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I did just the other day when I was, or not the other day, a couple weeks ago when I was driving home from Louisiana, but I didn't, no, I didn't pay attention. I didn't pay it forward. I didn't pay attention to tip jars. I took my wrong coffee and left. <laughs> 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 my first one would be don't go to Starbucks. Uh, that would be my first way of paying it forward. I pay it forward to the community uh, that I live in by not going to my local Starbucks and rather going to the Red Bar Cafe, Drifter. Nice. Uh, um, there's one in Royal Oak I like too. Atomic Any coffee? variety, yeah, that's a good one. Any variety mm-hmm. of coffee shop, which is right across the street from a Starbucks, actually, Atomic Coffee. Uh, that's how I pay it forward, and how I no, excuse me, that's how I get the emotional benefit of rather than paying it forward is by not going to Starbucks. I like that though. You know, supporting your local businesses. I think that will obviously fill the pockets of somebody in your area instead of just some high up CEO at Starbucks. You know, sitting in their you know private jet. Um, you know, sipping their crystal. I don't know. Is crystal even a thing anymore, Jared? Maybe I'm going how outdated I am. I think crystal is still a thing. I just remember when we were younger, like probably, I don't know, high school age or middle school where they had MTV Cribs and, you know, all the big rappers always had a bottle of crystal in their fridge. Yeah, they sing about it all the time. Sipping on Chris. Yeah, of course. Right. right. Yeah, it's still a thing. It's still a thing. I mean, rappers didn't, I don't think rappers might have popularized it in the 90s, but I I think it's been around. Crystal has been around for a long, long time. Right. I don't think they were. I don't think the success of Crystal was hinging on uh, uh, early two thousands hip hop. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not. No, I don't think so. Because I just I looked it up so. and it's been around since like eighteen seventy six. Whoa. Okay, it's been around for a while. For how many? I mean, yeah, okay. all this wine has been around. All these French wine right. has been around. That's for, true. Not all of it, but a bunch of it's been around. Well, they've got forever. the culture, Jared. It's just exactly. In, you know, exactly, exactly for sure. It's a yeah, flagship. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. There you go. Of uh, Champagne Louis, or, uh, whatever, created in 1876. Okay. Uh, another Zipping thing, though, that I would do as well, Jared, uh, tip my barista, number one. I like yours, though, as well. Shop locally uh, instead of the big chains is a good one. Another thing, though, too, that would bring me a lot more joy than paying it forward for some random stranger. Maybe I'm sounding a little selfish here, Jared, but I would much rather take like a friend out to dinner and like I would rather just spend money on somebody that I actually care about. You when know is, what I mean? When is the last time, Chad, you took a friend out for dinner? Uh, well, we didn't. I didn't take them out for dinner, but we got it's these COVID times, Jared. I know mm. you think I'm a little wild and crazy going on these dates, but uh, um, basically, I I got takeout for a buddy of mine for for my buddy Shane. We got takeout and I paid for it. And it was actually, oh, I think, shit. didn't I pay for Indian food with you like a couple months ago? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. But if we do the cumulative <laughs> math, come on, let's be honest. Well, I've let's drank be- probably my weight in Indian food and topos from your place for sure. <laughs> yeah, you did that one time. Sure. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Is that charity, though? I mean, I guess none of this is charity. Why, we ta- why am I asking right. charity? Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I guess I'm confused on on, on it giving like... Um, some sort of uh, emotional benefit to someone because you don't even get to see right. the payoff. Right. 
Exactly. I need to yeah, see the payoff. I'm a selfish person. <laughs> That's fair. I need to watch. The, I need to look in your eyes and see that look of wow. That thank one you. tear roll down yeah, your I face. I need to hear joy. the thank you. Right. Uh, I need to hear it clearly. I'm going to turn on the music before you say it. <laughs> and I want you to enunciate. What in the arms of the angels again? Is that the music? Yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, be I'm going to change to some. What's a Sarah McLaughlin? Yep. Like, hold on, hold on. Say it again. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Thank you for this takeout Indian food. Well, but what did yeah. I get you specifically, though? You have to say it specifically. Exactly. Yeah, I want to be thanked exactly on the Not on the just mark for Indian food. That's so generic. Right. But yeah, I just I don't get why the even like pay it forward thing became a thing. Like, you have a problem with it? it? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I guess it does sound like I have a problem it. with it. Right. Yeah, me either, really. Um, I'll be honest, Jared. You want to talk about sheeple shit? I feel like paying it forward is kind of a sheeple thing to do. I hate going to Starbucks. The only time I go to Starbucks is if um, I'm on a road trip, really. Right. Starbucks, to me, is, is, is falling into the... Has fallen, here are the places I, I, I don't go to anymore. Well, you don't even leave your house, really, Jared. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Starbucks... <laughs> Uh, uh-huh. I barely go to my driveway. That's that's starting to be off limits. Getting a couple right. days, I won't even leave my house anymore to go to the grocery store. Starbucks? No, I'm talking about like uh giant like chain right. establishments. Probably McDonald's. You don't strike me as a McDonald's guy. No, but that's because it makes my my last time I last few times I went to it in Philly made my made me feel all weird on the inside. Mm. Uh, so no McDonald's. Subway. Subway is disgusting to me. Yep. Subway, I would never, uh, no, never Subway. Hashtag yeah. never Subway. <laughs> yeah, dude, speaking of Subway, one of the guys I used to work with, his buddy was like a manager at Subway, and we were talking about Subway one day at work um, back at the pharmacy years ago, and he asked me, he was like, yeah, so what kind of sandwiches do you usually get? And I'm like, yeah, you, you know, I don't go very often, but occasionally I'll get a turkey. He's like, okay, avoid tuna at all costs. And I'm like, why? What do you mean? Yeah. And and he was like, well, basically tuna is, it's barely even tuna. I don't even know how they can legally call it tuna. But he's like, it's basically just mayonnaise and like... Cardboard. Yeah, pretty and much. Sawdust. Right? I, I don't know about the legality of what they can call what. I've heard that about tuna. But it, but that's that's how... that's. How I feel about all the meats. I probably haven't been to Star, uh, excuse me, Subway since I don't know, 2014 at the latest. That's probably the latest. Okay. Um, Damn, so back that, when we were still in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, okay. maybe slightly out of college, but still 2014 um, when I was going back and forth between Grand Rapids and and um, uh, and Metro Detroit. Okay. You know what's Those funny about three Subway, big ones right Jared, there. is when I was in China, uh, I was walking with one of my coworkers one day downtown Jinan, and she saw Subway, and she was like, oh, do you want to stop and go get a sandwich there? Like, thinking that, oh, this American must be so happy to yeah. see, like, oh, I'm so nostalgic. I miss it. Right? Yeah. And, and I was just like, no, I'm good. And she was like, really? Like, their sandwiches are really good. And I'm like... I'm like, look, was she if you've ever been subway? to <laughs> right, right, yeah, she gets a gets a kickback yeah, sure. for every American, exactly. Also, Subway, um, even though I guess it's an American establishment, it is so global at this point. Right, it's like it's it's no more surprising for like it's 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 just as common here in Fer- Ferndale, Michigan, as it is 
in like Dusseldorf, Germany, where I used to live. You know, right. like it's it, it's it's that ubiquitous at this point. For sure. That's like saying that's like seeing a McDonald's or a KFC and being like, oh, I bet you've never seen one of these before. It's right? like everyone exactly. in the world has seen these before. <laughs> right. For sure. I will say though, Jared, if I'm at least if I'm in Asia, I'm going to KFC before I go to McDonald's. Like like we That's talked fair. about it on the pod. But there's a there are KFCs on a different level over there in Asia. Oh, for sure. Like when I was in Bali, that was just so crazy. All the different like stuff that they had. They had that like chicken pizza thingy. I had that like a couple days in a row, Jared. It was so terrible for you, but so tasty. <laughs> but they also um say that um yeah, but I mean, I, 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 I guess I don't know about Subway. Maybe I would go to Subway in a different country. Maybe there are Subways on a different level, too. It could be. Yeah, Dude, I, 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 I don't know, though. I don't know. I, hate, I don't know if this is my new camera or what, but I hate looking at myself. I feel like I've been yassified, and it really annoys the shit out of me. Well, lucky for our <laughs> listeners, Jared, they don't have to see your yassified face on YouTube. So I had to go into my <laughs> settings to be like, is my touch up my appearance on? And it's not. Here's if I turn it up all the way. Now I look super yassified. There you go. <laughs> Look at me, dude. What what does that even mean to be yassified? Like I've heard the term before, Jerry. <laughs> the yassification. Don't really get. Yeah. What does that mean? That's where they like. Uh, that's where they like do the what my face looks like right up? now, Chad. Where they do like the that that sort of like face touch up or face tune right. to like the nth degree. Where okay. it's just like, or you don't even look like a human anymore. That's a, that's essentially what uh, the yassification of someone is. Okay. And I feel kind of, even though there's no touch up, which uh, Zoom does, I feel very yassified when I look at myself. There we go. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's a Yas popular King. term. Um, that, yeah, I guess I, 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 it doesn't. I, I wouldn't expect you to know the term yassification. It had a short stint. They don't really talk about being yassified that much anymore, okay. but they did for like a couple of weeks. That's fair. A couple months ago. That's fair. Well, Jared, I do want to do one quick little Chad story time, if that's all right with you. Cause, uh, sure, Chad. Because this is, this is quite, for any of our uh, traveler listeners out there, this is kind of crazy. And, you know, I know you, Jared. You're, you're a pretty critical guy. You're not an easy guy to please. So mm. this, is, this is also for you to pay attention, Jared. to my case- wife. You, <laughs> this is you need to pay attention to this, Jared, in case you want to go to Thailand. Here's the headline. This is from Vice.com. Uh, oh, d- oh, you probably don't have the drop ready, do you? What drop? The uh, Chad story time. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Chad about it. story time. Oh, well, look at that. I should. <laughs> why do I doubt you, Jared? I apologize. I should not. That's a good have question. You. I don't know why you just jumped to the assumption I did not have it. I guess I've gotten so used to us recording in person now. It's a little, it's gotten me off my game a little bit. (laughs) Exactly, Jared. Thank you. Anyways, um, so here we go. In Thailand, hotels are suing guests for leaving poor reviews. A woman is facing legal action for leaving a negative hotel review in the second case of an unsatisfied customer being sued by a resort in Thailand. In the case of one hotel, the customer isn't always right as a resort in Thailand is taking legal action against a guest who left a negative review on a travel booking website. On December 19th, a guest named uh, King expressed dissatisfaction with her deluxe room at the Ozone Hotel located near, oh, I'm going to butcher this, located near Khao Yai National Park. Okay, it's not that bad. Uh, Given its close proximity to the capital of Bangkok, travelers regularly frequent the mountain park, a UNESCO World Heritage Site that was also a filming location for Leonardo DiCaprio's movie, The Beach. 
In her Agoda review, which scored the hotel 6 out of 10, but has since been removed, King described the resort as being too ex- oh, here we go, Jared, too expensive and falling short of expectations. King said, "The room did not look new as it was advertised. It was dirty and the hotel staff were unhelpful. I could not call reception from my room, so I had to here we go, Jared, so I had to walk down by myself. Night shift staffers were not so helpful." but some were welcoming. She was also not impressed by the forested mountain views. The room's view was just okay, she said, comparing it to other resorts in the vicinity. The resort initially posted a short apologetic response to King's review on Agoda, but management later seemed to have a change of heart when they served her with an official notice telling her to delete the review and publish a public apology in five Thai-language newspapers for seven days or pay a hefty compensation. This was an official—this was the f- legal decision? Well, so— or that's what the, they were were uh, um, This is what they're threatening her with. Exactly. Yeah, okay. uh, she was told by the resort to delete the review comment immediately or else she must pay the resort 50,000 Thai baht, which is about 1,500 U.S. dollars, per day in compensation and 3 million Thai bot, which is about 90,000 US dollars for the damages. Her lawyer wrote adding if she didn't pay, she'd face a criminal lawsuit. The case is now pending and it's unclear whether King plans to comply with the excuse me, with the demands. Isn't that wild though, Jared? Can you imagine? That seems like some American shit right there. Like you post a negative review and then they sue you for it. Did you say what the review score was? Six out of ten. So it wasn't even that terrible. Mm, it's still, <laughs> still above average. I'm looking through the reviews on Agoda right now. They better call their lawyer and get active. I guess um, so. Yeah, that's crazy. What's the point yeah. of a review uh, site if you can't? Right. Yeah, if you're censoring sort of all the reviews. Although they kind of have the same... They're, not, I don't know if there have been the same complaints, but there have been complaints about Yelp, about like if you're Yelp True. elite or whatever, if you pay for, pay for not Yelp elite, those that's reviewers, but if you pay for some sort of higher Yelp level as a business owner, you can get the bad reviews taken off of your Yelp just by Interesting. paying. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, Jared, money does make the world go round. Exactly. It's like, is there any sort of legal precedent where these reviews have to be, like where you have to show... I'm not talking about these people in Thailand. That seems ridiculous to me. But I mean, I guess there's no legal precedent that you're required to show certain reviews. You can take them down right. if you want. Why not? I'm a website. I can show whatever I want on this website. Uh, suing seems ridiculous. You got to take the risk if you're going to. And also, I mean, I'm looking at Agoda, and they they have a pretty strong rating on Agoda, 8 out of 2, which is, I guess, is, uh, that's all right. That's all right, 80%. That's like a what? 4 out of 5? Yeah, that's a 4 out of 5. That's okay. Um, right. on Google, they got a 3.9, which for some reason seems a lot worse than a 8.2, even though it's not that much different. I mean, 8.2 would be a 4.1. So like, it's not that different, but it no. feels uh, a lot worse to see a 3.9 than an 8.2. Right. Speaking of precedent though, Jared, so, so I mentioned there was one other case where this happened in Thailand. I found out some more information for you. Um, so in 2020, there was another hotel on the Thai holiday island of, I'm sure I'll pronounce this wrong as well, uh, Ko Chang threatened legal action against an American tourist named Wesley Barnes. Shout out to you, Wesley, I guess. But listen to this, Jared. 
Barnes had left uh, repeated negative reviews about the hotel on TripAdvisor and other travel websites. Websites, but here's where I guess Wesley went too, or uh, where Wesley went too far, Jared. He included one hotel alluding to slavery occurring at the hotel. He was later arrested by the authorities following the defamation complaint and spent a weekend in jail. Charges against Barnes, though, were eventually dismissed after Barnes issued a public apology in which he conceded that he had gotten carried away. Mm. Um, and tr- I guess now, Jared, TripAdvisor even took an unusual step of posting a warning on its page for the hotel. Uh, the, this hotel or individuals associated with this hotel filed criminal charges against a TripAdvisor user in relation to the traveler writing and posting of online reviews. So I never would have thought, though, Jared, that like posting online reviews could get you put in jail. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, man, out of all the countries in the world, Thailand is probably not the place where I thought that this would be happening at. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't want to live in a country where I can't call um, call them slave owners without fear of retribution. That's not a country I want to live in. I want to be able to freely call anyone I want potential <laughs> slave owners. Not even potential, just slave owners. I love that. I love that. All right, listen. Maybe they're not slave owners. Maybe I misread the situation. Okay? Is that a crime? Is he that got a crime? Little carried away. Yeah. Yeah, oh, uh, which man, is so funny stuff. when when like uh, like Americans talk about like their how their freedom of speech is getting like yanked away or whatever because they can't because they got fired for calling someone the n word or something right and it's like uh and it's like this is this this is or like <laughs> having having to have a vax card to go into certain places it's like this is like Nazi Germany we're right. we're reverting back to how do you guys not see this Th- they could all end up in jail. With that sort of talk, right? That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. It's I, yeah, I love it too, it. Jared. When people complain about like vaccine passports, when it's like, well, we have all sorts of other types of passports. Let me get out my yeah. my bank passport to pay for my food. Let me get out my my driving passport when I get pulled over by the police. You know, like we yeah. have so many or different things. Put that, up, yeah. All right, or like fine, I'll put on my pants when I go into this grocery store. Right. It's like yeah. it's like yeah there there are rules already set in place that you ab- abide by. But it's not exactly. about that. We all know that. That's, That's true about that. You know what it's really about Jared? Racism. I was going to say untranslatables. Defiance. <laughs> I was going to say untranslatables uh, cuz okay. I think you know what time well, it is. Well, I'm going to blame you for that because that was a terrible transition. It was a terrible one, but I gave it my all, Jared. That's all I can do here. I thought we were uh, on to something. I thought we were on the same page. I thought it was all about racism and you're going to go into some sort of Malcolm X-esque rant about what's wrong with white people today. I was well, excited. That's that's another episode, that's we're Jared. on the same that's, page. Th- that's another 348 episode. 348 episodes in. We're still not on the same page. Good to know. We're I thought we there. finished each other's sandwiches. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Anyways, it's time for some untranslatables, some idioms, idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. You betcha. And we are your tried and true untranslatable experts. And I'll get us started today, Jared. And I want to give a special shout out to my roommate, Mo, because he has provided me with all of my untranslatables, Jared. I didn't even need to open yeah. up my laptop. It was beautiful. So yeah. my first Usually one for Chad you. Chad is a real big researcher, but now he's not doing right. anything. And also now apparently he's best friends with his roommates. He's a cool dude. Such I like him. Uh, since we were talking about Thailand, Jared, uh, I'll start us off with a Thai untranslatable today. Did he and live in is, Thailand or something? He did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Speaks fluent Thai and fluent Arabic oh, okay. uh, and English as well. Interesting combo. Yep. Are there right. any relation between Thai and Arabic? 
Uh, I don't know, but I can okay. ask. Right, yeah, please uh, get so back my to first me. one for you is Thai, and it is uh, Shakwao, which means flying a kite. That's another good uh, get lost term. Go fly go fl- a kite. Go, go fly a kite. Yeah. That's not what this one means in this case. Is that to, like to brainstorm, to have lofty ideas, to be a big thinker? So this one, Jared, this one's actually kind of a dirty one. And it was funny when I had asked my roommate if he had any untranslatables. He, he was like, uh, what do you guys talk about? Like, can Fly you a use kite? Is that mm-hmm. like a, is, would, uh, would our untranslatable in the United States maybe be, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> is it, is it have anything to do with cunnilingus? Uh, no, but you're in the right direction. I don't know. Something what is your sexual. gross roommate? What is your gross roommate? I don't know. <laughs> Rim jobs. Not that intense. Uh, think about this, Double Jared. penetration. Can, can you? No, you're going way off the deep end here, Jerry. It's not that dirty. What Ooh, hockey? Yeah. Once again, no. Trying to reel, trying to reel it back. Is that not really? What? <laughs> yes, that's a great way to reel it Gang back. Gang bang. What is okay, going to fly think, a kite? Six think about kites, this, Jared. One hole, think about one this. wind. It's flying a stream. kite. It's not flying six kites. Mm. So if it's flying a kite, can you fly a kite? Do you need someone else with you to fly a kite, Jared? Oh, is it to enjoy your pleasure oneself personally? That's exactly what it means. Jeez, all right. Yeah. How about and, how about we have we've gotten enough untranslatables from Mo for now? Well, well. So it was funny though because he to fly a kite. Him, oh, is yeah. Because that's a solo activity. I I guess. I, I'm not sure, but the funny thing is, is he was he was an English teacher in Thailand, and he was telling me that some of the textbooks would have the example sentence, you know, Jack flies a kite, right? And apparently the students would all like, kind of <laughs> laugh, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, but I just thought that was hilarious. I couldn't believe it. So yeah. there you go. If someone in Thailand yeah, says, uh, are you flying a kite? Right, there. right. What do you got for me today, Jared? My first untranslatable is Georgian and not... Not um, <laughs> not Southern Gator Georgian. Piece. Yeah, not that Georgian, uh, but the country. Um, and it's Dvalis Motkweba, to lie to your eyes. I'm oh, lying is that to my to, eyes. To lie to your eyes. Uh, is that like, that's like to like do like no. Deceive no. yourself, no? No. Well, you are deceiving yourself. This is a natural biological action that everyone has to do. Yet, you sometimes you have to lie to your eyes to do it at a certain time of the day. Is that to to take a dump? Why? How are you lying to your eyes in order to take a dump, Chad? Uh, nev- yeah, never mind. That makes no sense. But something to to eat. I'm trying eyes. to think something. Eyes. eyes. What do you do with your eyes at a certain time of day? Yet, uh, if you want to do it at another time of day, you might say, I'm going to lie to my eyes. Lying. Lying as lying. in not telling the truth. Right. Um, can you give me like an example? At nighttime, mm-hmm. you don't have to lie to your eyes to do this. But at, Don't at, have to lie to your eyes. But at two in the afternoon, you might have to lie to your eyes in order to achieve this. To go to sleep? What would you call it if you're doing it at two in the afternoon? Chad? Take a nap. There we go. There we go. Oh, I yes. like that. Okay. Take a mm-hmm. nap. You're going to lie eyes. to your eyes a little bit to sleep in the middle yeah, of the day. Yeah, okay. Hey, it's time to go to sleep even though it's bright out. Okay. That kind of I tried to lie to like... my eyes today, and I lied in bed for like 20 minutes and got up and, and never fell asleep. 
I'm like, all right, right. my eyes aren't believing it. All right, back to work. <laughs> That's fair. That's kind of like when people are like, no, I wasn't sleepy. I was just resting my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had tired? I guess I've had tired eyes. No, no, I haven't. What am I talking about? I was going to say, tired eyes? tired eyes? I feel like actually I have as a glasses were, to be fair. I feel okay. like, I, but the solution wouldn't be to close my eyes. What's the solution? Pop in some eye drops or something? No, that's your solution to everything is eye drops. The solution is, for me, is to either not wear glasses or I, um, wear a different pair. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I have a certain pair that, that, not these ones, I have a certain pair that seems to like wear on my eyes more, I feel like. And this is after years of wearing them both and being like, wait a second. Right. Okay. I feel like well, I need to have the urge to take naps more when I wear these other glasses. That makes sense. You, you got to lie to your eyes no, more It doesn't often. make sense, Chad. It's wild theories that I have in my right. head. Don't validate these wild theories. Fair enough. All right. Well, Don't speaking of me, Chad. <laughs> How dare you. Just trying to be your friend here, Jared. Mm. Speaking of eyes, mm-hmm. though, Jared, my next one for you is Arabic, and it is min ayuni, which means from my eyes. Is that like watching someone else masturbate or something? <laughs> Man, you, you just took took this down that road and you're just well, I took it down that road. road the you? first one was masturbate. You all you got these all from the same person. Uh, I don't know how this is on This me. one is not a dirty one at all, Jared. This is actually, first of all, this one's a very common one. You could say this to a child, to your grandmother, to your brother, your cousin, your sister, your friend, your teacher. I've, list, I've been listening to a lot of Loveline recently. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of sick people out there, Chad. Anyway, what's the um? What's the, can you give me the literal again? From my eyes. Oh, is that just like um, like uh, I'm impressed, or like very good, or like or like my I love or like you're very like loving, like a loving, like a you're getting like warmer. A, would you look at that? No, I can't not quite. Believe it. Let, let me let eyes. me give. I'm so happy. I'm so joyous. Let me give you an example, Jared. I couldn't have produced something better myself. N- not quite. Uh, let me give you an example. So say, say you say, you know what, Chad? Um, my, my fancy EV uh, car is not working right now. Uh, yeah, would you that mind? sounds like something know, I'd say. My given, fancy. It does. Uh, would you mind giving me a lift to wherever? And, and I go, you know what, Jared? Um, no problem. From my eyes. Oh, it's no big deal. I'm happy to help. My pleasure. Exactly. There, you got it. There you Just go. To be My clear, pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't own a fancy. I would. It's not a fancy car. <laughs> it's a. It was like seventeen thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't. I. I just don't. Oh, I don't. I would never say such a thing. It's not even fancy. Where did you get fancy from? It's fancy, I guess, according to Chad, that that just got stranded on the side of the road. I guess yep. in the sense that it will definitely get you from point A to a point B. That's a fan. That's a luxury. So yeah, no, I have a exactly. high luxury. I have I have a exactly. ultra luxury mobile, on par with Rolls Royces. Exactly. You got any more untranslatables? Oh, I guess Jared? so. I cannot believe we're. St- uh, I got yeah, 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 yeah. French Canadian is what this one is. Avoir de front tout le tour de la tête. De la tête. Is avoir is that uh, to have or is that goodbye? No. Do we, yes. Neither of them. Yes. Sorry. I didn't mean to say no. I, yes and no is what I meant to say. <laughs> right. The, I got thrown off when he said goodbye. It was yes, but then he said goodbye, and I was like, wait, no. Uh, yeah. It's I could see half. how you how you could au revoir. If I, were, if I had a good accent, right. which I don't, you would be able to tell the difference between au revoir and au revoir. 
But right, you're right. Sure. Yes, it's half the first one. Okay. I said no because you said the second one, and that's right. where my brain sure. went to as I responded. Yes, and no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to have, have a forehead and tet is another word I would have known personally. I remember that from my old days. Is that like the hat or something? No. Close. No, but close. Okay. It's head. Oh, okay. To have a head, something? No, to have a forehead all around your head. Okay. Okay. Um, because it says to have the front all uh, all around the head. Okay. Is that like to be smart? Like he got a big head. Like I'm just picturing Jimmy close. Neutron for some reason. <laughs> People use that term that you just said okay. to explain this untranslatable, but not in a positive term, not in a positive oh, way. Okay. Necessarily. Oh. Is it like kind of, well? I feel like my grandma would say something like this. Yeah, like, she too would. big for your britches? Oh, stick with the no. word. You could use the, even okay. the same. You could even use the same word that she used the first time. And you're, I could imagine a grandma saying this. Okay. Are you being smart with me? Oh, yeah. I yep. guess I kind of gave you, it away. That's yep. it. That's kind of yeah. it. It's like smart to be, aleck. Isn't that the term? Yeah. It's like sarcastic to the point of rude. Okay. Is what I like it is. That. That's You that's being funny. smart okay. with me, boy? Right. Okay. I got the. I don't know if I got the boy part, but I definitely got the you being smart with me. Okay. Well, Jared, my last one for you today is also Arabic. Once again, shout out to my roommate Mo here, and this is Al Hadida, which means I'm on iron. And we're done with the sexual ones because this is, yeah, not okay. dirty, not sexual. <laughs> no, no. All right. I'm on iron. Mm-hmm. I have a thought that I must pursue. A brain no. blast, my no brain one might say. No. no, I'm on iron. I'm very focused. I'm very um, so. I angry. wouldn't view iron in this in this case as like a like a working hard type of thing. Um, mm. I would view this as more like um, iron is like the only th- no iron's like the only thing you have left. So what would we say? Oh, it's like someone's last resort. Um, it's more specific about something. Oh, I'm my last you my last nerve. Nope. This is something that I'm you and out I... Of resources. I got nothing, no options left. If you're, left. If you're out of resources, options. what's a slang term to say you're out of resources, especially financial resources? I'm broke. There we go. Yeah, it just means you're broke. What's the untranslate? What's the literal again? I'm on iron. I'm on iron means to be broke. Interesting. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that one, but like untranslatables one. don't always have to make sense. That's true. That's the beauty of them, honestly. So yeah. yeah, well, well, Jared, shall we talk about double standards or as you like to call them standards? Yeah, ideally. I, I guess I only say that because, you know, I grew up with a sister and I feel like I often benefited from such double standards mm-hmm. as the as the one, the boy. Right. But then two, the younger one, too. Oh, for sure. So it's like, you know, my parents care a little less the second time. I'm like, all right, the, the kid's <laughs> right. not going to die. Go ahead. Right. Go. Go. Isn't leave, it crazy leave. how that works when, like, people have kids? It's like the first kid always, like, has these strict rules, and then as they get younger, just the parents are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, you had an interesting combo, though, because your mm-hmm. dad was, like, probably was in that, like, the kid's fine state, but your mom was like, this is my my precious boy. You had right. a mix of both. Yeah. 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 But you are right, though. I mean, there's a lot of double standards that do come from age, from gender, Mm-hmm. Um, appearance, I think, is another thing that that has a relation with double standards. Like, for example, if you're a good-looking individual, like especially if you're like a good-looking guy, right, and you flirt with a girl or you hit on a girl, right, 
Um, mm-hmm. If she finds you attractive, then it's fine. But if you're like not so attractive, she's going to call you creepy. Sure, I guess so. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's your experience, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> when you first mentioned experience, or excuse me, appearance, I thought you were going to go to the more obvious one, which is uh, like race or something like that. Well, that's Double a big standards one too. regarding race, because that's what I thought of. I, I don't. Uh, that's such a basic beta bitch thing to say. What you just said, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Only someone that gets those responses <laughs> would say such a foolish thing because I I disagree wholeheartedly. I don't think really? that's the case at all. No. First of all, in we're, what living, way? we're mm-hmm. living in the age of the dad bod, you know, um, which is seems like a place where you should thrive. But apparently, no. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> I don't know why I'm insulting <laughs> you so hard all of a sudden. It's okay, Jared. I've gotten used to it over the I years. I don't know. Listen, as you mentioned, I'm locked in my house. This. Uh, and, you got to uh, take it out on somebody, Jerry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Chad, I need this. No, it's not personal and allow me to just uh, hurl insults at you like any good friend would allow. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, no, that's just not, that's not where I was. That's not where my brain first went when you mentioned appearance. I was like, yeah, for sure. Then you're like, yeah, but like a hot chick. And I was like, huh, or a hot dude. I was like, um, and also I think I think maybe I also didn't go there, not just because of the more obvious to me personally was the race one, but I think right when you're talking about like someone's appearance and, and that that dictating the response from the person, I get where you're coming from, but also that's so subjective, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like who you ta- who are you talking about when you say that and who is that person talking to and what's the context i feel like there's so right. many uh so many contextual aspects to that that i feel like i get not that i even get nervous to touch it nervous in the sense that i'm nervous about getting quote unquote canceled but i think i find that more i find this sort of whole idea of like how attractive you are and that uh a little more foolish than i think than you do okay but you know Let me give you another example, though. Another example of double standards would be like, I've seen this happen uh, when I've been in Europe, for sure, is, you know, when you're like standing in line in a nightclub, you know, they'll let like a bunch of attractive women in. And then if you have like some less attractive women, like they're like, no, you Mm. you need to wait in line. And then like, I've never seen that. Yeah, I have straight up seen seen that happen. I've definitely seen many a times um, letting women in. Uh, maybe I just haven't clocked the attractiveness as closely as you have. Maybe they've all been attractive, and there are some real—I um, don't know what the right term is—dogs. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh god. <laughs> okay, Chad. What's the term? You're the one that keeps on breaking people up by attractive versus unattractive. I don't even I enjoy mean, this game that we're doing, where you break people up like that. What do you call the ugly? You don't call them dogs. It's not dogs. I'm trying to get I, on board I, with your terminology. I, I don't call them dogs. I would just ugly? say someone who's less attractive. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I, I haven't noticed the cert- I haven't noticed the specific dog versus um, <laughs> cat. I don't know what's the sexy animal. That's that's a pretty. So I like how you went for sexy. I just thought dog and cat was a good example until you went for the sexy animal. I haven't animal. noticed the dog <laughs> distinction in lines. Granted, I don't spend a lot of time in club. Yeah, when lines was the last like time you went lines. to a bar? A club, Probably when Jared. you and Don dragged me to one in in Prague. Uh, so twenty nineteen, right? Twenty eighteen. I think that was eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was legitimately the last time I went to a club. 
Um, and I didn't. I guess I didn't pay close attention to the ratio of dogs versus non-dogs <laughs> that were being. Also, I've been watching a lot of Always Sunny recently. I think that's why that term is in my. Surprised vernacular. you didn't go for bird in that case. <laughs> yeah, but that's a specific person. Right, D. Plus, um, I think in England, don't they call like a, a yeah, attractive a bird. women birds? Listen, yeah, yeah, a bird. My favorite one. I met this British student in Berlin. And he would, and he was like, "No, you, you got to call him a tidy bird." A tidy like, bird. Is all right, all right, yeah. tidy bird is what you got to call. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go. tidy bird. There. All right, tidy bird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I listen to. I, I watch a good amount of British people in my in my daily life, my weekly life. And part of it is because of the content that they put out. I'd say like 40-60 content they put mm-hmm. out. Me just uh, completely amazed with the untranslatables that come, that come out of the come out of the my, mouths. Right, right, tidy bird is not even uh, that's not even a ridiculous thing. Like it's hilarious to us right. to say, but I don't think that's a ridiculous thing for a British person to say. Right, right tidy. Anyway, um, yeah. So I. Um, you keep. You, it seems like one that's very hot in your mind is the idea of attractive versus unattractive. That's not one I've really experienced. Maybe that's because I've lived life uh, in the uh, unattractive lane, and I never dare touch foot uh, in the attractive area. So I haven't even experienced that rejection because I know my lane like a proper, like a proper lad. Um, proper dog. Like a proper <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> I, oh my god, I can't believe I missed that perfect line. You're right. I know my lane like a proper dog. <laughs> I know where I belong. I, I stay in the kennel where I belong. Um, but I mean, I can think of uh, like not so many, but a number of examples of me and my sister just off the top of my head dating. Let's hear them. Dating. Um, like, like there was certainly more, seemed like more intention on my parents' part to meet. And listen, some of it I, I understand in the sense of like risk levels for a, for a woman versus a man in these situations. I mean, mm-hmm. the risk level is higher for, for a woman, undoubtedly. But right. that causes double standards. Sure. And there was certainly more like, uh, we need to meet the person before you go out with this, du- this dude for my sister versus like, you know, four dates in. I'm like, oh, by the way, this is blah, 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 or whatever. My, it seems like my parents were a lot more lax when it came to the, um, the uh, curfew. Not that it's like, not let's say the curfew was 11. Not like I show up at like 6 in the morning or they're like, you're cool. <laughs> but like, you know, if I were to show up at like, get home at like 11.35, and I was, in, and they, they probably wouldn't, like it probably would be fine. Right. Um. Granted, though, I grew up in Michigan. Like my, my my sort of late teen years were in Michigan as a car owner, not owner. My parents owned it, but like as a car driver, and I the culture was so much different because my sister graduated from school in Germany, so she she was like uh, an eighteen year old in Germany, so no car, but like a much. It's weird because she didn't have a car, but she had the same, if not more. No, I'm gonna argue more freedom. Mm-hmm. With public transportation than I probably did with a car. Yeah. I might have I might be able to go to more places, but she was able to do more things than I was. I had obviously the, uh, you know, as far as like a kid trying to get into trouble, I obviously had to factor in like driving under the influence. Uh, right. Just just the, the, the one driving under the influence. 
two, just the fact that there is a car that you have to be responsible for as, an, a, hu- as a human being rather right. than just getting off a train than being, you know, sort of free. Sure. Um, and so it's sort of like freedom, but in different ways. Well, and you you left out one big factor as well. When your sister was in Germany at 18, she could legally drink. That's true. That's that true. makes a big difference too, man. That's a big one. That's a big one. But that's yeah. another big double standard as well. Like well, use of like drugs and alcohol. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I feel like if if like a guy like drinks a lot, it's like I don't know. I just feel like there's certainly some double standards as well for like men and women when it comes to like drinking alcohol. Because like if a guy drinks and does something stupid, there's like oh he's just a party guy or a stupid drunk. But you know if a girl drinks and does something stupid, you know they might like call her names or whatever let me ask you something you seem to Mm -hmm. have the male and female dynamic really dialed in chad so you're the right person to go to (laughs) i'm so sure about that (laughs) um i see this a lot on the dating apps i've seen this forever this is nothing new Mm -hmm. it's the and and granted i don't have a great perspective into what women are seeing uh from men's you know or like i don't like i don't have a great perception idea of what men's dating apps looks like but every now and again and not uncommon but not super common but not uncommon by any means is the like the uh person being like i can out blah 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 you whether that be drinking or smoking weed or whatever the kids are into these days i can out do that of you um it feels like something that really only works if a if like a like a woman is doing it i don't know yeah I, I, no, see, I, but but also it feels like such an odd, like uh, it's like I always wondered, is someone are are people are is like a dude seeing this and they're having a conversation about like their weed smoking acumen or their or their alcohol drinking abilities, their shot drinking taking abilities, and then do they get together and then like compete? <laughs> I don't know. Like casually compete? Is that like a sort of like almost a flirty thing to do is to get right. hammered uh, foobar as the kids used to, not the kids, as we used to call it right. back when we were kids. That used to be Isn't a popular like term. Isn't that like fucked up beyond all recognition? Isn't that what it I believe for? so, yeah. That used to foobar? be popular like in the early aughts. I like, I like more the, the ham. Oh, hard as a motherfucker. Ham. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a good the hip hop like term. Foobar right. is like the, the old school internet Dude, term. Dude, we need to do an episode at some time about like slang for like being under the influence. That would be a fun one. Oh, you, it's funny as you said that. I thought you were going to go, we should do one about the, this is, might be a little more complicated, but like internet slang from Ooh. when we were kids. Oh, and like early AOL. You were AOL person, I imagine. Oh, yeah. I, I was used, a- you mean AIM? Oh yeah, sorry. I was, an I was a, guy. I was an MSN person because I lived in Germany at the, at that you time. You would be an MSN person. No, it's Jared, because I lived in Germany. Problem. Right. I, I mean, I would have been I'm an AIM person if I lived in the shit. US because I would have been the only person on MSN. Right. Um, no, it's just because everyone in Hotmail. Uh, well, right. MSN I think is what they call it. I think it was MSN Messenger. Hotmail was the email. But um, this does, that's just what everyone used in Germany. That's the only reason I used it. My sister was an AIM person, and I certainly would have been if I was in Michigan in that mi- late middle right. school, early high, high school days before people started text messaging and stuff. Right. Um, I, but I think it would be fun to do an episode about, like, sorry, internet slang and how that's changed that'd be, over the That'd be great. Time. I wrote both those down. Oh, good, um, good, good. Uh, but I do want to get back to your comment about, like, 
the competitiveness of like I agree with you, but I yeah, think here, here's competitiveness. Here's here's the thing though, Jared. You can call 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 this toxic masculinity. Call me a misogynist, whatever. That's what I think. Kind of playing into toxic masculinity a little exactly, bit, isn't it? Exactly. But here's the thing, and this is why I think you don't really see. Well, I don't know because I don't see men's dating profiles, but I would imagine most mm. dudes don't do that because it it goes kind of. It reminds me kind of along the lines of like. If a guy were to like, for example, we had a a girl that I went to high school with. She was like a state champion wrestler, right? And I remember talking to her and she said like she had won a couple of matches because some guys just like were like, no, I'm not going to wrestle you because they're like, if I beat you, here's the toxic masculinity coming in, Jared. If I beat you, I beat a girl. And and it's like, well, I didn't even really quote unquote win, right? But then if I I lose lose to to a girl. So it's kind of a yeah, lose-lose situation. No, it's not. Yeah. It's a it's a lose-lose situation for society because that's all this toxic masculinity right there. For sure. I right. mean, that's classic right. toxic masculinity. But once again, um, I just... Yeah, it would be uh, weird, I think. It's, 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 it, I, I guess because I don't find that as some sort of attraction, so a, a woman's ability to drink alcohol is not something right. I'm looking for. So it's like... I guess I just find it interesting that like that's a selling point is that oh this right. person can get hammered, <laughs> right? More than yeah, better I've never than me. Got that I was like, if, if you can smoke more weed than me or drink more alcohol than me or or do more cocaine or whatever you put in your Tinder profiles, I don't I don't know if I've seen the the cocaine one. I just that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Please screenshot that if I you like find that. that and send it to me. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can I can snort more rails than you. I was like, you definitely can. Right. Um, it's like that's fine. Like I don't know why. Like why is that some sort of winning strategy? I, right. I, I guess I understand. Here, it. Here's but another thing. Though, I'd Jared. also imagine it works. I bet you it works because oh, for, it, it probably it plays sure into does. a lot of toxic, alcoholic masculinity. <laughs> it for sure works. But here's maybe another reason why it doesn't work the other way around. Think about it. If if I post, I can out drink you, right? To me, that gives off kind sure. of that gives off kind of creepy vibes. Like I'm trying to get you drunk so I can take advantage <laughs> of you. Hilarious. You know what I mean? So maybe that's yeah, the however difference you much, there. However much you drink, trust me, I will right. be coherent and drinking more than you. Yeah, that's a little scary for sure. Yeah. yeah, but that's the yeah. I guess that's the double standard as a result right. of uh, masculinity. Sure, masculinity. The, the men and and just like. Have caused women to like the need for women to be more um, like guarded and and right. and protective. Well, it's here's a double Jared, standard. Here, yeah, sure. Here's here's another double standard for you that I think works actually against men is the double standard of violence. If you're a man and you hit a woman, you're at least I would say most sensible people would obviously not approve of that. But a lot of times, like if you're a woman and you hit a man, it's just not looked at as seriously. Um, like I had a friend of mine who his girlfriend uh, straight up abused him, like gave him black eyes. And did he and, and report her to the police? No, because he didn't report her. And call, once again, Jared, you can call this toxic masculinity. Yeah, but but he I don't think that's a, I mean, I, I do agree there's a double standard there. And I don't even want to blame him because he's the victim. No, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame him because I wouldn't do that in, in the other way. But right. um, yeah, no, I, I, I but I, but the I, I can, un- I understand what you're saying where it's like the reason why he doesn't speak up is different than the reason potentially different than the reason why a woman might not speak up um but i don't think it is different actually i don't think it is different i think it probably all probably at the end of the day comes down to they won't believe me right i think that at the end i think it i think it i think the the thought process could be quite similar but yeah sure i understand what you're saying but i think it's so funny because I feel like all these sort of male-female ones you talk about, mm-hmm. 
are just a result of toxic masculinity. Could it's be. like uh, like I, I'm, okay. Another one I have that reminds me of when me and, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I was allowed to watch rated whatever movies a lot earlier than my sister was. Really? I feel okay. like there was no, and I think maybe it was a male female thing, but I think it was more of an age thing. I think okay. I, I think it just got to the point where my parents didn't care as much for the younger kid regarding the movie thing. But I definitely okay. like. I feel like there was a lot less concern over like the idea of PG thirteen, maybe R. Mm-hmm. At a, you know, I probably wasn't watching like sex scenes in movies at eleven, but like PG thirteen seemed to be pretty like uh, allowable past like eleven. You know, when right. it's like. When it's like my sister, or she was probably had to be like twelve and six months, and then and then my parents would be like, "All right, fine, we'll let you watch these PG thirteen movies." They just caved eventually. They're like, "Well, yeah, what's the worst that could happen?" I wish my sister was here. Not well, not that nah, I don't actually at all, <laughs> but like I wish she, I wish an honest version of her, I should say, was here because it would be, I'd be very interested because that doesn't exist. An honest version that has good memory. That version of my sister does not exist. We've, yeah, we've talked about but, that before, uh, for sure. I wish that honest version of my sister with good memory existed um, that was emotionally aware, because I'd be very interested to know. Um, I'd be get, get her perception of these things. Right. Uh, but another, speaking of double uh, standards, uh, emotional responses, Chad. Yes. This is one that you seem to struggle with. Mm-hmm. And I seem to struggle with it, not in a double standard way, but on the opposite side. But you seem to struggle. You mentioned this to me the other the other day, and I was like, "What are you What are you doing? What? Don't say this. Don't, don't say this out loud. Don't say this to me. Don't say this to your therapist. Don't say this." Uh, and it was when you were talking about like you, like this, the idea of stoicism mm-hmm. and how that's almost a virtue in a person. Yeah. And you relate it to me. Um, and I feel like. Um, Especially when it when it comes to like women, I think that's a real double edged sword, where it's like women are both seen as overly emotional, if right. if they do exhibit emotions, and then also like uh, like uh, dead inside. So for example, if you were to like attribute it to like a high powered business person, and right. she's like an executive, and like um, maybe very like a hard like a you know like a like a given orders kind of person there could certainly be a double standard there between like a male and female and that sort of same mm-hmm. business strategy where it's like this woman is cold versus this man is like a like a strong leader for example right um so i think um that's a big one and i think that just all boils down to sort of the expectation and double standard of what of what emotional what emotions are allowable for for different I, we talk about genders, but this is not even just a gendered thing. I, you see it a lot with race too, where it's mm-hmm. like, um, like in the black community, there's a, a there's constant conversation about like not being able to, like in situations where you're being confronted by whether it be a police officer or even just an innocent by innocent, even just a bystander, some Karen, you know, confronting you for something. A black person doesn't have the luxury to fully emote themselves like maybe a white person would because it might be seen as um, aggressive or or just jump to this person is very angry rather right. than this this person has a valid reason for being angry and their emotion is valid because this person is falsely accusing them of something. So it's right. like as soon as you turn to that 
into that angry black person, it validates the person's initial claim that might not have even been legitimate to begin with. But it's right. like now that they've gotten that response out of you, it's like, look at this person acting like this to me. Where mm-hmm. it's kind of like with the um, that Central Park Karen with the dude yep. that was bird watching and her dog wasn't on a leash and he asked her to put the dog on a leash, which is the rule, and then she turned into the victim. And if he worked, and he, I mean, lucky for him, I guess, happened to be like a super calm, non-confrontational dude, but he had the right to be angry because <laughs> she right. but if he were to have acted aggre- aggressively um he would have it would have that it, it, i feel like it would have been it's obvious how that could have gone in a completely different way not in his favor but he sure. was so unconfront he was like like the perfect example of what non-confrontational is that he could get that it that people were were like he had to be that agreeable for people to be on his side and right. she had to be that unagreeable for people. Sure. Like it had to be the extremes for for people not to argue about it essentially, because we right. see so many of these Kareny sort of situations where it's like, well, I need to see the full video. Well, hold on, uh, it's like she pulled out her gun in a Walmart par- parking lot. What are you talking? about? <laughs> yeah, for it's sure. Like, I, it's like, what do you mean you need to see the whole video? Um, so um, yeah, I think uh, just there there. So I just in my attempt because I know you love. To prove that men are the victims, true victims in this society. Just in my hard oh, attempt. Oh, come on. I'm going to try to prove I that. Know, I'm, just, I'm exaggerating. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> in my hard attempt to try to um, get off the fact that men are the, vic- the true victims in this society and women have it perfectly, I'm trying to highlight that no, 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 no. Black people are the true victims in this society. <laughs> well, well, Jared, speaking of race, another big example of a double standard is like when white people commit a crime and then like the pictures that they'll put on the news. Oh, that's versus- hilarious on Twitter. They, there's a bunch of jokes about that on Twitter where it's like a black man um, like shoplifts a 7-Eleven and it's a mugshot. Uh, white man kills his entire family, and it's him, like, like at a, a resort. Uh, yeah, or it's, yeah, or it's like him on a jet ski with his family, <laughs> right? That he killed, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Like at, a, exactly. at a vacation resort, they did it with um that that Michigan school shooter that just happened. They the, in the early pictures were like some like him like in some sort of sweater vest at some sort of church function or something from like five right. years before. Uh yeah, I mean yeah, it's 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 it still happens on a date like on a daily basis somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah yeah yeah, it, that's that's a classic one. That's a classic one. Um, and they even do it with uh the like um the 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 innocent. So like if the black person were the victim, there's constantly like oh yeah, but he got pulled over for um having a taillight out, and they found a gram of weed in his car 10 years ago so like you know it's like he's a criminal yeah yeah the cop uh beat him up and he had and he was with and his family was in the car and he was doing nothing illegal but he is kind of a criminal so like the cops are doing their job um and it's like you see that a lot in those situations where it's like it seems like when a uh black person is in that same situation where they're even where they're innocent there's a lot of effort to go into their past to try to like, you know, m- mention something that they did. They oh, you know another one they did it with. They did it with that dude. Um, 
I hate to call him that dude. He was murdered by a police officer. But the guy George that, Floyd? No, no. The guy was that was murdered in his own home by that female police officer because she got went went into the wrong home and thought there was an intruder in her apartment, but it was right. her neighbor's apartment and he killed the guy. I can't remember his name. Right. Um But they but they I feel but they tried so hard to like like pull up things that happened in his past and sort of try and in, in, in like a way to explain of how like this might have gone down when he was in his home by himself chilling and she right. went into his apartment you know and so right. it's just like uh yeah that's that is a very common one that is a very common one for sure mm-hmm. do we do we mention a super common one which is among race gender all these sort of which is sex what what do you mean perceptions of someone having sex oh for sure even country wise i mean you know we talk about all the time how u.s we're known for being whores over here in the u.s (laughs) like on a national sort of culture basis right we're we're known for being whores wild west jared yeah so i think um just uh, that that's one of that's got to be one of the biggest ones to me is just is just the idea of having sex wanting to have sex what it means to have sex once you've had sex you know um you could break that down among i mean we don't have to get into it but countries religions uh race gender mm-hmm. all of those there's a slight different perception on what it means for that person that just had sex right well yeah and even even age though too jared because think about yeah. it if you're like 19 and 18 it's no big deal but if you're 16 and 15 it's, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, or yeah. even the double standards. Let's make it more legal and say the double mm-hmm. standards of like. Um, sorry, I just had a weird thing happen to my headphones. The double standards of like um, someone that's twenty-two versus in versus in like dating or married to like a sixty-eight-year-old or something like that. Right. Um, and what that means about the old person, whether that and what that means about the young person, which varies whether or not the older person is the male or the female what the race right. of the older person is, all these sorts of things. Speaking of sex as well, Jared, uh, I think there is a double standard a little bit to like the sexualization of, of bodies, right? So like, for mm. example, like if you look at how like women are often portrayed in the media or like advertisements, usually like they're pretty, at least in the US, they're fairly scantily clad, right? Whereas like how a lot of men are portrayed, unless it's like a, like a damn underwear commercial or something, you know, it's it's different. Um, or or another good example of this as well. I guess this is more gender than than uh, necessarily sex. But even if you look at like um, like cartoon or anime characters, right? Like the women, the women's armor mm. is like always like you <laughs> accentuates know. the breast for some exactly, reason. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but then again, though, too, I guess I mean, if you look at like at least comic books or anime, like a, well, maybe not so much. An- well, some anime, I guess, but more so American comic books. Also, the dudes are usually super jacked. What um, comics are you reading, Chad? Superman, Batman. When oh, I was a kid, uh, you didn't uh, read okay. those kind of things. No, I read Calvin and Hobbes and Foxtrot. Okay, Calvin um, and Hobbes is great. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't read like an. I didn't read anime. Uh, okay. But yeah, they're jacked. But that's sort of like yeah. But that, uh, I don't know if that's a double standard or more just like the idealized. Uh, it's a standard for sure. But like what society considers the idealized version of male versus female right male is that like sort of not like bodybuilder ripped but like sort of that like thin ripped you know Mm -hmm. and then women might be like that like large up top 
mm-hmm. hourglass or what you know i guess you know like that right. but these are like these sort of idealized versions of people is that a i guess the standard varies whether you're right. you know whether you're male female once again racially there's a mm-hmm. lot of variation you know telling a, a woman that her ass is fat can uh garner a variety of responses positive to negative right damn girl your ass is fat <laughs> that could that could uh garner a aww or a slap in the face sure or uh okay interesting i'll work on that thank you for the positive reinforcement yet right. uh i'll work on that. i don't know um so yeah sure here's an interesting one jared um uh, when it comes to bot um double standards is body hair yeah okay especially like in, in a lot of asian cultures like in china uh, there's a lot of women in China who don't even shave their legs or their underarms, um, and it's just kind of viewed normal. Whereas over here, like I feel like if, if especially like if you're a kind of a hairy woman, like if you did that, people would be like you know giving you weird looks, maybe even making comments and shit. Who knows? Um, you know, but like for me as a dude, like and I'm a fairly hairy dude, like I've never felt the need really where it's like okay, I need to I need to shave my armpits or something. You know. Well, you do. I'm letting you know right now. You do need to shave your armpits. <laughs> um, that's only because I wear sleeveless uh, exclusively at your place, Jared. I think that's a popular cultural thing in the world in general is the double standard of um, expectations of body hair and mm-hmm. uh, like expectations of uh, nudity, what nudity means between male oh, and female. Sure. Good point. Uh, and how a nipple is a nipple, you know, free right. the nipple. They're all the same. Yeah, thing. you and I can walk around with our nips out on a beach and, you know, no police are going to come. But, you know, if one of our female friends does, there might be an issue there. Is that is that true? I don't think you can go topless on American beaches. I don't know. I don't know what the rules Women are. Women can't? I don't think so. I think, least, I, I think I in know. New York, I think there's, I think it's, I think, the, I think there, there's, there's been some law in the past however many years saying that it's the same thing. But obviously, right. just because it's legally, which is what I asked, but, you know, just because it might be legally legal, uh, cl- illegal, legally allowed, clearly it, there's a still a cultural difference between a, a woman and, and man doing that. Def- definitely, yeah. I think another double standard too, Jared, is... What do you think, Chad? Is, um, like, being kind to others... Like, sometimes I think there are women out there, if they're kind to someone, like, especially men will assume that they're, like, interested in them, whereas, like, usually I think if a guy's nice to somebody, they don't tend to jump to that assumption. Um, So I think that could be another double standard there. Yeah. That sounds... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. You have any other double standards, Jared? No. A double standard, by the way, for anyone that was curious, is a rule or principle which is unfairly applied in different ways to different Mm -hmm. people or groups. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, this manifests itself all over the place, right? I mean, also, too, double standards. uh, If you have a lot of money, for example, say, uh, you know, I was watching some some Andrew Tate the other day, Jared, your your favorite. Um, I've been going down the Tate rabbit hole after watching that Your Mom's House episode. Uh, but anyways, he mentions how, you know, he's able to drive a fast car and speed. And because he's got money, he can just pay off the cops. Whereas, you know, if, uh, you know, you got Chad driving his, you know, 2010 Silverado down the road speeding. If I get pulled over by the cops, I'm, you know, it's not yeah. like they're going to. He lives in Romania, just to be clear. I don't think that'll, I don't think that, you know, as someone that has a fancy car, 
I don't think that flies in the United States. I disagree with you. I think I would be willing to bet you, dude. You think you can tear off a couple hundies to a police officer when you get pulled over? Maybe I'm a black person, so even the idea of it just seems like I'm getting myself into more problems than not if I compound more crimes on top of the already assumed crimes that the cop has on on me. But that seems like a, a recipe for more disaster in the United States to me. Hey, do you, have I, you hear those stories in the United States of people paying off cops? Uh, not necessarily paying off cops, but like if you are rich, wealthy, and influential, um, a lot of times if a cop pulls you over, they might just let you go. Okay. That's that's more so. I, disagree. I, mean. this, I, I disagree with that premise. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Cobra Tate lives in Romania. Okay. The rules right, are a little well, different. We, in Romania, Chad. I mean, you're right about that. But once again, I think... Like, You've never heard of countries like that where... I mean, there are so many countries like that. In, in, in that part of Europe, in South, Central South America and Africa, where in Middle East, where getting pulled over is, is really up to how much, like, the, how much cash you have is... Right, like where it's like well, whether but you're there's the double standard right there. But I've That's never heard that in the U.S. I've never heard that in the U.S. I still, once again, though, I stand by. I would not even. I'm talking about. I'm talking to a rich white person. I wouldn't. That got pulled over in the Ferrari 488 going 150 down the empty freeway in Montana. I would not recommend tearing off a couple hundies to a police officer and being like, "Listen, officer, I think we're good here," and then. What? burning out away from the police officer <laughs> which what is I very mean, viable in a lot of countries right well what i mean though jared is once again i think there's a shock value to having some of these high-end super expensive cars and that alone i think might make some police officers kind of get kind of curious and be like you know well you know who are you like what the what the yeah. hell do you do to afford this fancy car you know what sure. i mean like yeah i guess there's the yeah privilege which is is a double ex- standard exactly. The, exactly. the double standard the, of money versus yep. not money yeah that's true that's fair right. that's fair also another big double standard though too jared is um uh, like race and travel you know like uh, you know obviously yeah, yeah. there there are certain places where dude you know, I i'm sure this in real time right. i was yeah. coming home from austria our study abroad and i my my uh layover was at char de gaulle in paris and um god i hate that airport <laughs> but continue <laughs> i hate most of the big european heathrow too is confusing as oh heathrow is terrible i mean char de gaulle sure. super confusing but so is heathrow uh right. all those big european airports suck <laughs> well, one amsterdam's not, not too bad but that one's not, not as too bad big. frankfurt's not too bad Right. Um, really, Heathrow and Charter Gall are the two that come to mind immediately that I hate. Oh, for um, sure. I don't want to. I, I'm making a sweeping generalization for no reason. It's really those two I hate. Um, but anyway, I, I, I went through Paris on my way home from uh, Austria. And um, that's the benefit of you also taking Lufthansa. Usually, Did they through, randomly search you, Jared? Well, they randomly searched me and they uh, randomly searched, I believe he was Chaldean. Okay. Because um, he was American and going to Michigan. I believe mm-hmm. it was Chaldean, and him and his sister were traveling together. There, I think he, he was about my age. Sister was probably I don't know a little bit younger. Um, he 
I, I was laughing at what he was saying, but a little bit of a, more of a loud mouth than I would be. He's like, interesting, randomly searching the black guy in the Middle East. <laughs> right. And then the uh, the people working at the gate were like, all right, we're going to have to separate you guys, me and him and his sister. Right. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And he was like, that's interesting. And then there's like a bunch of this old white dude. I was like, interesting. And he's like, interesting. This old white guy doesn't have to be randomly searched. And in my head, right. I'm like, I, I agreed with him 100%, but I right. would not Bold say that. move, Cotton. Let's see yeah. how this plays out. I, I would not say that. Right. Um, so he's so the guys so the person's like, we have to separate. Can we separate you guys? And I'm like, all right. First of all, I'm not in on this. Well, right. We're not a terrorist organization. The three right. of us. Just so you know. Right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they put me at the front of the line. They mm-hmm. just like put me to stand like at the gate. You know, at the you know at the at the um, you know at the gate thing. Right. Um, but this is before they'd even started boarding people. You know, those Europeans. They always stand up like 20 minutes before e- anyone even says anything. Um, so if they do it, I'm going to do it. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so the gate didn't even open yet. And they t- told me to stand at the front and then they opened the gate, you know, a couple of minutes later to start boarding. And I just handed them my boarding pass and walked in. I was right there and they just said it was open and I went in and sat down and they had stayed at the back. So I don't know what happened to them, but I was just like, I'm just going to go. And that was it. And I sat down and that was the end of it. They never did okay. some sort of extended search on my stuff, but, um, it was certainly a double standard because what did happen to be for, not only, I mean, yeah, there was the clear racial issue. It was the black guy and then the Middle Eastern looking people, but we we're also like the youngest people in the line as well, right? Uh, and so I, I, I do think, you know, clearly race was probably uh, the leader. I don't even think it was me to be honest with you. I mean, I think I was some. Uh, there was probably some slight, like, um, like um, profiling with me too. But once I just walked onto the pl- well, you plane, you were a young man traveling by yourself too, right? Yes. That already like sure. drug smuggler right there, but, bro. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they were more concerned with the Middle Eastern looking people, or this is highlights how sort of weak airport security is overall, right? Because they did put me at the front of the line and I just walked in, and that was the end of it. Did they mean to actually do a more extended search, or were they really? Ju- I don't know. Like. Did they just sort of forget once I just walked away? <laughs> like, right. I don't know. I don't know. Right. But they certainly did pull out the Middle Eastern, the youngest people in the line that happened to be black and Middle Eastern. I did. Yeah. That's undeniable if you just yeah. looked in the line. Well, I was. it was crazy, dude. I was talking uh, to this girl from Saudi Arabia, and she was telling me some stories because she's traveled all over the place. And she got detained in Mexico for like three hours for no reason, basically because she was Saudi. And um, also, I've noticed... And this, that Europe, I can't speak for Mexico, but Europe seems to be, European airports, especially those big ones, Heathrow, any of the big ones in Europe, they seem to be less concerned with sort of the blatant profiling. Like, right. they, they, like I feel like in the U.S., for better or worse, they try to pretend that, like they're not just profiling you. Mm-hmm. I feel like, at least, this was also, I haven't experienced this in years, probably since austria and back i experienced it a lot when i lived in germany not personally but you could see it um and then you know i, I haven't really i don't but but i still feel like back then it like in europe they were a lot less concerned with sort of the um imagery of just pulling out all the middle eastern looking people right and they're just like yeah you look like you could be like like the, it seemed like they're a lot more okay with just being like yeah well you look like you could do it so we're gonna pull you out when in the u.s i feel like they they're even though they that's exactly what they think they're a little bit more tactful with it. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't experience well, that first. The, the funny know. thing too, though, Jared, is like crime statistics, I think also show just that we live in such a double standard society in the U.S. Also, because crime statistics show that TSA doesn't do anything, just to be clear. Also true. Also Protecting well, against yeah, they, any sort of terrorism of any yeah, sort. Yeah, they fail those tests all the time, don't they? Like, I thought well, I read some Well, there was a dude report. in Detroit that had the bomb in his shoe, and his bomb is the one that is, is what messed up. Right. And so there are like a number of examples of people getting through with stuff. So I think right. it's been proven that the TSA is not what's actually preventing these things really. Right. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we do live in a double standard society, uh, without a doubt, regardless of your, you know, regardless of who you are, there's going to be some sort of double standard that either works for you or works against you. What do you think uh, are the, sure. what do you think? Oh, here's a fun game. Oh, let's God, go back and go. forth. Well, let's just start, <laughs> not back and forth. Let's start. Let's talk personally about ourselves. What okay. do you think are the double standards that are working for you and against you? Let's okay. start with for you, personally. Working for me personally. We're both men. Ooh. Right. Well, I would We're say... Young. Right. Well, Relatively I would speaking. Say, in the well, workforce, one thing, I should say. One thing, that I've, one thing that's maybe a double standard... You're white. Um, yeah. I mean, one thing is that you know I have never really gone into a store and had people like follow me thinking that I would like steal something. Mm-hmm. Right, but we're talking about the broader aspects of why that would be. So that would be that would probably be because you're white, maybe yep. because you're, I don't know, probably not because you're a male. Um, you're sexy. That's one. You better <laughs> believe it. Damn right, Jared. <laughs> I wanted to see how you respond to that, but I meant to keep a straight face before. I couldn't hold it in. Anyway, um, so what do you have? I I, I asked you to name well, them, and I well, just named I, them. I would say also, Male, I white, think those are two that we. I do think that also you and I are both educated. Like having a college yes. degree, yeah. I think that certainly can give you some type of yeah earned or not really earned, you know, street cred. Like I've I've never really had people. Actually, here's a good example, Jared, from my work. I work a lot with like faculty professors and I teach them and help them with technology. Mm. I never get second guessed. Like, and I think it's because I'm a white dude. Whereas I have female coworkers that will, they'll suggest the same damn thing they all suggest. And then faculty will be like, mm, are you sure? You know, and I don't know if they think because they're a woman, they can't do the job, which is bullshit. Yeah. Um, the but, education yeah. one is a good one too, because I, I'd venture to guess the vast, vast, if not all of my majorities. All, all the, all of, excuse me, all of my jobs is what I meant to say have not actually researched whether I have my bachelor's degree. Which, if any of my, if any of my employers are listening, I do. But right. <laughs> I don't think they've actually, like, actually, like, done the the due diligence. Called up Albion back. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, did, did Jared, Jared Minor has he come through here? <laughs> exactly. I don't think that's happened. What was his GPA? Because he said it was this. Uh, I don't think that's ever happened. But right. I think if you just put it on there, that that fulfills some sort of expectation meaning oh this person is smarter this person is smart enough to do this office job versus someone that hasn't gone to college where it's like am i though and how do you even know that i did go to college don't put your gpa on a resume i just think that's stupid Um, i stopped doing that after my first i did it for my first job after my first job i stopped yep yep it makes sense it made sense for me my first job if i Sure. Didn't really have a lot of previous experience. But once right. I have real experience, the, the GPA is the least important thing that you got to bring right. to the table. Sure. Uh, or the least inter- least impressive thing, I should say, that right. you could bring to the table. It's like, what have you done at the, these four companies you worked at in the past? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So here's, a, here's one, Jared, that I think works for us and sometimes also against us, depending on the situation, our age. Mm-hmm. There, there are certain times when... Sure. 
Yep, because there have been plenty of times where, especially once again with a work example, when I help faculty with anything tech-related, they automatically usually buy into it because I'm usually younger than most of the people I work with. Yeah. But when I try to give them some advice or some suggestions about their teaching you know, approaches or know, their methodology son? or whatever. How long have you been doing this? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I've been doing this for 25 years. I've been teaching longer than you've been alive. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why they're Southern all of a sudden, but yeah. <laughs> Whenever someone says something ignorant, they seem to somehow transform into a Southern person. That's true. That's a double standard right there, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I don't have that one. I'm close. So close. Right. And I dodged it. But that could have been a, that could have been one of mine. <laughs> right. My positive ones, um, male, um, education, all the ones you said, mm-hmm. are I go with me. I, not the white right. one, obviously. But um, I would also say... Um, Ooh, fi- where you were like your financial standings in society yeah. is a big. Well, you're one. a big man with a house, so for sure. Yeah, so like the double standards, but yeah, that's a perfect example because it's like the double standards of like, it's not even of how how quote unquote wealthy or rich you are, but it's like the the double standard mostly comes from that perception of wealth. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, for sure. Um, I think uh, in the U.S. specifically. Point. In the U.S. specifically, especially for people that are around our age living where we do, this is not a global thing. I shouldn't say the U.S. This is something more for, I mean, in many parts of the U.S., but not everywhere, um, is the idea of owning a house for sure. And, mm-hmm. and owning stuff, owning a car, owning a house right. is sort of, sort of where we live in Michigan where those things are <laughs> attainable. You know, it might be different if you live in New York or San Francisco. Right. But the sure. idea of being our age and owning a car and owning a house is almost kind of like um, like a eh, that can be sort of like considered of like an entry level of like um being having like your a, shit together, quote yes, unquote. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. the term I was looking yep. for. Yeah, I figured. Um, and it's like See, a double Jerry, standard we can of finish like, our own sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say paninis, but sure, it's it's more of a double standard of Got like the panini um, press at my place. Come on by. You do? I oh, do. Shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That would I don't have the space for it in my in my place, but that would be one of those additions that you almost Bro, like my it's air like fryer. That big. It's, it's like the it's size almost kind of like my air fryer. One of those like additions right. where you use it like a few times. You're like, oh, I'm glad I got this. But it's like it does, well, after like six months, it does not get used anywhere close enough right. to justify the counter space it's taking up. Sure. Now let's get back to double standards, yes. Jared. I want to ask you. <laughs> sorry, that's my fault. You I want to talk about counter though, space. Um, our do you think gl- glasses for you is that is is that work for you or against you? Mm, you think? I or, think or just doesn't matter. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think. I think we're sort of in a post. I think maybe when I was younger, it might have like lent itself to like people perceiving me to be smarter than I am. Right. Uh, you know what? Actually, one that I could actually. Uh, I'm gonna forget that the glasses one because I can't really think of any solid. A big one for me. Mm-hmm. You brought. It, 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 speaking of being having Southern family, my accent. Oh, yeah. I feel like there was a big perception on me being smarter than I am to my southern family because of my accent. Okay. And like, yeah, because I constantly got like the you speak proper kind of thing. Mm. And it's like, and I think I think it led to this sort of perception of like me trying to give off like this idea of being smart or something. Whereas like, like, I feel like, like, how do I portray to you as a 11 year old or 10 year old that I have no control over my accent? And right. And much like your accent makes you sound like a dumbass, 
my uh, <laughs> see if I had that sort of awareness, I would put them down by also sort. I, I would definitely. You put just them have down. to pretend they're me, Jared, and you have no problem putting them down. <laughs> Much like your southern accent makes you sound like an inbred idiot. My um. My my God northern, damn, we're lucky nobody listens to this because our ass would get canceled. My northern so accent. <laughs> well, the only reason I feel comfortable saying that is because what I'm is because if you f- let me finish my point. Okay, just go because for it, your yeah. southern accent makes you sound like an inbred idiot, doesn't mean that because I have this sort of midwestern or I don't even know what accent I have. Just because I have this different accent doesn't mean that I'm automatically smart. I'm most likely dumber than you. With mm-hmm. this accent, don't let this accent fool you. You're you right. have the, the. It almost makes me feel like, much like b- black people can fall into racism and, and white supremacy just as easily as a white person can. We're all tra- trained sort of the same concepts, in the same way where it's like I feel like my southern family were sort of some of them, not all of them. I'm, I'm naming. I'm thinking of like the same four cousins, just to be clear. Um, like I feel like they fell into this idea that because I have this accent, I'm smart, you know? Right. Where it's like you're falling into the double standards too, to your own detriment. You're assuming right. that I'm somehow smarter than you because I, I enunciate my words. Can where I add like, another I'm saying layer the same to this? Word you. You'd sound cooler when you say them with your southern accent. Right. For sure. <laughs> I love southern accents as well. Your accent sounds you, cooler than mine. Let me add another layer to this though, too, Jared. Uh, I think there's a lot of double standards for like bilingualism, trilingualism, especially depending on your background, right? Like if you if you come from like a wealthy family, then like it's like, oh, uh, well, Timmy over here can speak I'll three say languages fluently. Yeah. When mm-hmm. I lived in Germany, I feel like I can say this almost close to unequivocally. Close. Mm-hmm. The more languages that person spoke in my middle school slash high school, the more likely they were to be one of the smarter kids. Mm-hmm. I can. I'm thinking of three specific people immediately, and I'm sure I can think of more that were like full on polyglot, like four or five languages. By far, right. the smartest people I knew at that school. Sure, consistently. But maybe you just thought that because they spoke so many languages. I don't know, uh, and they could just have been brilliant the grades, people. Too. I think the grades proved it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But like, here, here's an example though. Like if you're if you're a European and you speak five languages, you might be viewed as hyper intelligent, right? Whereas I had a coworker from uh, from Ghana and he spoke like six or seven different languages, mm. and uh, super smart guy. But like I think a lot of people and he was studying to be a pharmacist. I think a lot of people when they saw him, um, you know, they would also you know probably be a little bit racist here, and they would assume because he was black, he wasn't intelligent and he wasn't qualified to be a pharmacist. Um, and mm. you know, yet this guy could, you know, tell you about your prescription drug in like five or six different languages. Yeah. 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 But the, the mind is a, is a powerful thing, especially if you think you're in a position of power over sure. someone, it's a very powerful thing. You know, I've read some of those slavery books that I've read and the, like the hoops people would jump through to convince themselves that they were superior to black people that white people were superior to black people whereas like it's like when you play like games in the on the playground in elementary school and you know the classic like no 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 new rule new rule where it's like if, like once you start losing it's like immediately a new rule so it's like that sort of elementary school playground mentality where kids do that is a very real part of i feel like the human psyche 
and right. um, and so like people can certainly convince themselves of superiority in the midst of all facts telling them otherwise. Kind of like the vaccine, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there are any other. Uh, Chad, just so you know, you don't have you know you don't have to force this episode to go as long as possible. Oh, I want this to be like a five-hour right, we'll long ordeal. Go ahead, Jared. keep thinking. Well, all um, right. Perfect. No, I, I don't have anything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting though that you know we live in such a world with double standards. I, I will say this, Jared. It seems like they aren't really talked about enough. Uh, I don't know if that's because you know I don't know what we can do about them. Um, but it's it's pretty crazy, man. Just you know all the different things out there that no. depending on your uh, your appearance, your gender, your race. Uh, your religion you know there's all these different double standards i mean there are obviously like incremental things that a person can do about them but in the grand thing grand scheme of things that's like saying how are we gonna get rid of sexism or racism right yeah well at least we're starting the conversation jared so baby steps there no no all right well no anyways try to end this one on a positive note let us know what some of your double (laughs) standards are folks at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com you can check us out on youtube and instagram untranslatable podcast and please slide into those dms on twitter untranslatable one the number one and also five star reviews on itunes let us know how we can make this podcast better for you so as we say here at the untranslatable podcast muchas gracias and dos vidanya